it is going to be a new year. And take a few moments and think about and reflect upon last year. We were talking about it at prayer meeting this morning, and it seems like 2020 and 2021 just kind of merged into one big ugly year. So it's like, uh, like, so we were like giving testimonies and talking about failures of, and like, wait a minute, that happened in 2020. <laughs> Pastor Josh dressed up like the Grinch last year, not this year. So think about your last year. How'd you do? The purpose actually of Sabbath, of being faithful to the Sabbath, you know, that's, that's one of the it seems like it's like a, a, a one that we should not be breaking, like, like the Ten Commandments. You shouldn't break the Ten Commandments, right? But being faithful to the Sabbath, and Sabbath is Saturday, but for us, we call it Sabbath Sunday. Being faithful to it, uh, obviously, we're giving honor and praise to God, but it's so vitally important to the rhythm of our natural and spiritual life that you take a day and you stop and you slow down. And the way that the rabbi says it, you take the tapestry and you flip it around. Because when you're working on your life every day, you're working on all the messy stuff and all, it's, everything's tangled up. But if you don't take a, a moment and stop and pause and flip that tapestry over and look at what you've actually have done and look at the cleanness of what you and the Lord have done together, then, well, then you need to. But if you keep on making messes and getting confused, and if you never pause, if you never see what, where the Lord is taking you, then you're, you're going to find yourself in a world of hurt. That's why this, day, this weekly, every seven days, you are, you're, you're pausing, you're stopping, you're resting, you're looking, you're observing at what God is doing in your life. So we're doing that for the entire year right now. Maybe this, it might take you, maybe for the rest of the, of the week, just to pause and to reflect upon the whole year. So instead of it being seven days, just take those 12 months and flip them around and see how, what, what has God done in your life this past year. Review this short-term history with the Lord. What's God doing in your life? I know we, we are believers, we're people of faith, we are not feelers, like I don't want you to, but let's just take a moment, how did you feel about last year? What are your emotions about last year? Is it negative? Is it hope-filled? Is it frustrating? Again, most importantly, was God involved? Now, again, you showed up to church the Sunday, the day after Christmas. So you guys are awesome. <laughs> I don't know about all those other people, but you guys are awesome. Now, one of the keys, I got so much stuff in my Bible. One of the keys... And reviewing your year, do you, do you, 
again, you're not a feeler, you're a believer, you're a person of faith, but I want you to tap into to your feelings right now. Do you feel the newness of life in this last year? Or did you feel like you were in darkness? I got a little bit of both. It's great to be honest about where we're at. A little bit of both. When we are finding the spiritual rhythm of life, we will find ourselves stepping into new things that God is doing. And in order to step into new things that God is doing in our own personal lives, it requires us to let go of old things. Amen? you got to let go of some old things, old thoughts, old habits, maybe some old friends, maybe some old situations and environments that you place yourself into. Got to let go of some old stuff. Our scripture passage for today is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse, we'll start with verse 16. So, from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we were once regarded in Christ this way, we know we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that's you. If anyone is in Christ, he is a what? A new creation. New creations are not old creations. They're new. The old has gone and the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Reconciliation is a new mindset movement. That God was reconciled the world to himself, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making an appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Be made, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. I was at a restaurant the other day, and there was a trash can beside me. I don't know why, but on this trash can was printed, filthy rags. That's your righteousness. That's my righteousness. Our righteousness is garbage, filthy rags. It's, a, it's like it's a huge extreme, our righteousness. Our righteousness is, is nothing compared to Jesus' righteousness. That's what we need to tap into. And righteousness and reconciliation, when we are 
functioning in those areas. When we step, when we are in Christ, his right, we put on his righteousness. We throw our righteousness away because our righteousness is, again, it's filthy rags compared to his. Well, you just feel new. You just, the heaviness and, and the weight of the world and the darkness, it just lifts off. I feel like I should pause for a second. Just for a moment. Let me just take a let me backtrack for a second. My dad on the way in says, What's up with your t shirt? Are you celebrating Chinese New Year? <laughs> it kind of looks like a dark t shirt. Okay, for the record, I'm not celebrating Chinese New Year or I don't have a fixation with cults. I'm actually celebrating Kung Fu Marvel movies. This is the, this is the Marvel Chang Chi shirt that I got for Christmas. So that's just what's going on. Why do I make that point? It's because, well, I, I don't want to be stepping into darkness. I don't want my mind to be attached to things that are not of the Lord. Old ways of thinking. I want to step into new ways of thinking. I want to step into what God has planned for my life. So, newness of life is a theme that is throughout the whole, the whole scripture, old and new scripture. Isaiah 43 says, do not call to mind the, formal thing, the former things. Pay no attention to the things of old. Just ask you to review your history, to bring back the things in mind of of, you know, how did your year go, okay? Review them for a moment. But now it's time to give those things to the Lord. Do not call to mind the former, former things. Meaning that those old things, we need to quit thinking about them. Pay no more attention. Isaiah 43, 19 says, Behold, I am doing something new. Amen? Amen? Okay, do you know that God's doing something new in your life? Behold, I'm doing something new. Even now it is coming. Do you not see it? Do you not perceive it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. Isaiah 65. Behold, I will create a new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. I love Ezekiel 36. I will give you... A new heart. Yeah? A new heart. Your heart's terrible. You need a new one. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a what? A nice, organic, beating heart of flesh. Of course, Jesus talks about being born again. Now, whenever we talk about the newness of life, God doing something new, change. A lot of people don't like change. When pastor talked about, okay, we need to be a church that goes. Absolutely. There's a new, maybe there's a new ministry in line for you this coming year. Maybe you are to hit the mission field, finally. Whenever we talk about God doing something new, God doing something fresh, I, I'm gonna, we're going to make a point here. And the point is, you need to be honest with yourself and honest with the Lord 
about what this new thing is. I'll tell you what the new thing is not. The new thing is not a new spouse. <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> the, the new thing is not some new kids. The new thing is, you know... <laughs> I did, I don't know if it was last year, again, all these usually get mixed up. It was, remember the, should I stay or should I go message? Yeah? Well, being human nature, that gets translated into, Pastor Josh, you spoke directly to me, and I need to go. And this person moved, and well, I don't think that that was from the Lord, because so, <laughs> things didn't go over too well. The point is, is that we can't, we can't get serendipity that addresses or flirts with our desires confused with the word and the direction of the Lord. Okay? Right? Okay, so just because I say God's going to do something new in your life does not mean that you're going to go into debt and get trade in your car for a brand new car. So, Because Pastor Josh says that you get something new. You get a fresh new car, Right? Is that, do, do you see where I'm going? I just need to make this clarification this time because I've seen it happen way too many times. We're like, yeah, Pastor Josh says I can divorce my spouse. But he does want to do something new. And probably even more importantly, he wants, to get, he wants to encourage you to get rid of something that's old. Yeah? Old. Because the oldness keeps us stuck, keeps us from moving forward. And I have an illustration today. These are old shoes. Have you ever heard it said you can never judge somebody unless you've walked a mile in their shoes? These shoes have got some mileage on them. Well, there there is uh, liquid nails was holding this together once. And um, these are... These are biking shoes. These are my mountain bike shoes. They are literally 26 years old. They're old shoes. And I bought them when I lived in Seattle. And so mountain bike shoes or biking shoes, they're like regular kind of shoes, but then they have these metal cleats that snap into your pedals on your bike. That might seem kind of awkward for some people, but some of us know that you're safer when your feet are strapped into your bike. So that's what these are. And again, I bought them when I lived in Seattle. And so these shoes are older than my marriage. They're 26, maybe 27 years old. I've had them that long. Um, again, they're, they're literally falling apart. The The... the shoelaces are very frayed like this is kind of like the strap is like shot like man they've seen some time like to truly and the, the, they're all frayed here to truly appreciate the patina on these these shoes it, i should probably pass them around you could take it you could you could feel the patina you could smell you know, the age of these things. These are very well-aged shoes. You should take, you should take a whiff. We have. <laughs> oh, we, we have. 
Um, so I, okay, so sometimes, this is good for guys, and maybe it's good for gals too, but uh, whenever I find myself in a stressful situation, um, one of the ways that I enter into prayer is through working out. I can pray work out. I don't know if that's an actual thing, but I'm making it a thing. And so um, these shoes saw me through a period of unemployment because I was living in Seattle, working in a cubicle inside of a cubicle inside of another cubicle that had no windows. I went to work at 8 o'clock in the morning, and the sun hadn't come up yet. I get off at work at 4. The sun is down. I have an hour for lunch. It's raining. I was not in a good place. And so one day, I said, you know what? You can take this job and bless somebody else with it. (laughs) So these shoes saw me through unemployment. And so when I had no money coming in, when I had no job, I would put these shoes on, I would get on my bike, and I would ride through the parks like a little maniac, praying the whole time. Praying the whole time. So these shoes saw me through unemployment. These shoes saw me through the death of my grandfather and two grandmothers. So they helped me even process grief. Because so when I was grieving, I would like, I gotta get out of here. And I would get on my bike and I would, I would ride, uh, I would ride the Claremont Loop. This is probably the time when I would ride the Claremont Loop. These these shoes uh, uh, saw me through other major transitions. Transitions when I lost my antique business. Uh, 9-11 happened, and when 9-11 happened, it was also the time when the euro took over the French franc. And so, beyond circumstances beyond my control, I lost my antique business. And these, these shoes helped me get through that situation. And I would go up and, and would ride Mount Wilson in these shoes. Um, I literally almost died in these shoes. <laughs> I almost died in them because I was freaking out about my business. I was on top of, the, of Mount Wilson, and I was riding like, again, riding like a maniac, burning off stress, praying to the Lord, and my front tire blows out. I don't know how long it was, but when I came to, I was on the edge of a cliff. And I had to walk my bike down, and my chest was killing me, and I ended up going into the, the ER. It was a big mess. I almost died in those shoes. A lot of history in those shoes. 26, 27 years of doing life in those shoes. My wife, seeing these things during Christmas time, is like, I'm going to buy you some new shoes. And what, what's my response? Oh, these shoes are fine. I love these. These shoes are, don't, I don't need anything else. The old shoes are working. The old shoes are working just fine. They're working just fine, honey. I don't need any new shoes. But the thing about these shoes, about bike shoes, is that... <laughs> See, it just became real, didn't it? It just became real. I know. 
But you see, I can take this metal cleat off. Actually, I can't because these shoes are so old that this is rusted on. They were soaking in CRL last night, and I WD-40 them this morning. I still can't get this cleat off. <laughs> it's like rusted, and it's a part of the shoe. But, event, but the, the idea is that you take these cleat off and you put on a pair of new shoes so that you can continue to ride and ride strong. So they'll fit. And so when you have the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you, you, just, you, just, you just take that truth out and you just plug it into a new pair of shoes. So yeah, in, in the spirit of Marie Kondo, I have to thank them for miles and miles of travel and service and joy, lots of pain, sweat, blood, tears, like getting me through many things. I have to say thank you to these shoes and give them up because they're old. And they don't, they don't work anymore. They worked 26 years ago, but they don't work anymore. It's time to change them out. And it's time to, to give them to the Lord. So, yeah, I'm going to throw them away. And I'm going to throw them away twice because there's two services. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be equally as hard. And so I gently give them to the Lord because even though they served me well, they can't serve me anymore. And I give them to the Lord. Don't feel sad for my shoes. If you're feeling emotions for my shoes, you're crazy. <laughs> because they're just shoes. They're just they're just material objects. And the new shoes, they're much better. Look at these bad boys. Oh my gosh, aren't they sexy? Dang, look at these. Like they don't even have shoelaces that, that, that they're gonna fray anymore. They got this really cool, I don't, this cable thing that tightens up and these are much better. <laughs> these are much better. Like, I am so happy for these new shoes. And God's going to give you some new shoes to walk in this year. What is it? What is, again, what's that old mindset that you need to give to the Lord? What's that stinky shoe that's not working anymore? What's that, um, yeah, I'll even say it this way. What's that spiritual gift that you think that it's, you're all about that, but maybe God's got a new spiritual gift for you that he wants you to work out instead? What are your new shoes? They're much better than the old shoes. And he's always got some new shoes for you. Amen? All right, very simple message. I have a little poem for you. It's a, do you guys get the little bookmark? If not, there's some on the way out. Out with the old, in with the new. That's my title that I placed on this poem by my favorite poet, Lord Alfred Tennyson. Ring out the old with bells, 
to the wild sky, the flying cloud, the frosty light, the year is dying in the night. Ring out with wild bells and let him die. That means you need to let your old man die. Ring out the old and ring in the new. Ring happy bells across the snow. The year is going. Let him go. Amen. Let's just let this year go. Ring out the false and ring in the true. Ring out the grief that saps the mind. I'm going to read that one again. Ring out the grief that saps the mind. For those that were, excuse me, for those that were here, we see no more. Ring out the feud of the rich and the poor. Ring in redress to the man to to mankind. Ring out a slowly dying cause in ancient forms of party strife. Ring in the nobler modes of life, the sweeter manners, purer laws. Ring out the want, the care, the sin, the faithless, coldless of the times. Ring out, ring out my mournful rhymes, but ring the fuller minstrel in. Ring out the false pride in place and blood, the civic slander and the spite. Ring in the love of truth and right. Ring in the common love of good. Ring out old shapes of foul disease. Ring out the narrowing lust of gold. Ring out the thousand wars of old. Ring in the thousand years of peace. Amen. Ring in the valiant man and free, the larger heart, the kinder hand. Ring out the darkness of the land. Ring in the Christ that is to be. One more scripture. It's over here. Romans 6, verse 4. We are therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may walk in the newness of life. So put on some new shoes. Walk in the newness of life this coming year. Uh, we're going to receive an offering right now, so if I could have the ushers come to the front. And I want to remind you that offering, the giving to the Lord, is worship. I also want to remind you that the sacrifices that we make to the Lord, they're not actually, they are sacrifices, but they are literally returning to God what he has given to us. This is your last opportunity to give in church this year. And this is your last opportunity to worship him, to get caught up on your tithes and offerings, to invest in the kingdom of God here at Granite Creek, whose heartbeat is for the community, whose heartbeat is for the world. We have a missional mindset. That is what you're giving towards. 
God's blessed Granite Creek in ways that have, that have blown my mind the past couple of years, but we still need the faithfulness and giving. Be faithful in giving to the Lord. He will bless you beyond your, your greatest imaginations. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this offering. I thank you for the newness of life. For those of us that are wondering where we are to walk next, I pray that you will just highlight in our minds a clear direction in the peace of God as we move forward. Bless this offering, Lord, in your name. God bless you guys as you give back to the Lord. taking the Lord's Supper every Sunday. And, I mean, the Lord told me to do it for the whole year. So I'm going to inquire upon the Lord if we are to continue. So I'll ask that you join with me in that inquiry if, if this is something that we want to continue. Like if you had to, again, I haven't asked God yet. I'll do it in the new year if we are to continue with communion every week. But if I had to make a decision right now, I would continue it. So, regardless, it could never become ritualistic. It can never become something that is rote. That's what you do when you memorize scripture. But when you eat the Lord's meal, it's relational. And I believe that every time you eat the Lord's Supper, He might have something new to say to you because you're at His table. Amen? So there, there should be newness every time you receive communion. He, he's got something fresh to give you. 
what Pastor didn't tell you about the Mennonites is that the Mennonites don't, they're our brothers and sisters in Christ, but they don't have the same expression of faith as that, as that we do. Like, they don't really practice prophecy or faith healing or any of that kind of stuff that we do. And yet, in that moment, God was doing something new, and they were getting fresh revelation from God to get up and start running in God's timing. That's exciting stuff. God did something new in those Mennonites. God could do something new in you too. So receive the body of Christ, the fresh bread from heaven, manna that is new, that is not old, and you got to eat it when it falls. Yeah? You got to eat it before it gets rotten. So receive the bread of heaven, the newness of life. Amen. I love, I love that. All of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So when Jesus was on the cross, it is the most powerful symbol of reconciliation the universe has ever seen. We have been reconciled to God through Jesus Christ because of this new thing that he is doing, the new covenants, the new order of things, which is relational, which is his life force, his blood inside of us leading us, guiding us, most importantly, washing away all of our sins. Receive the blood of Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. You are now a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Amen. Although your bodies might be getting old, but Corinthians says that in your inner being, in your mind, you are becoming renewed each and every day. Amen? That's what we just did. It's the renewing of the spirit. Even though our bodies might be wasting away, we are becoming a new creation, a new creature. He is that good. May the Lord bless you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he turn towards you this coming year in your darkest moments. May he be gracious towards you. May he fill your home. May he fill your mind and your heart with peace, with joy, and the newness of life. Walk in some new shoes this year. God bless you guys. Happy New Year.